I write to you in relation to one item, number 337486, awaiting dispatch to the address as on the form to the right. It's my official duty to notify you that after the 31st of August 2010, Mr. David Wilson of 49 Epsom Drive will lose the right to this one confirmed item. Such was the opening statement on the letter that I received reminding me, and it was from the Notification Bureau, a final reminder to say to me, if you don't pull your socks up and get on with claiming your fabulous prize, you're not going to get it. Fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. And anyway, but, but although I don't want to be found guilty of uh, libel or slander or whatever the word is, I don't know, uh, making false accusations in a public places from a pulpit, I'm kind of, um, of the opinion that uh, I suppose someone somewhere has to win these sort of prizes, but I'm not convinced, and I'm not too personally convinced either that I'm going to get it, even if I claim it. But against my better judgment, I confess I did claim it. Well, you know, that's a bit silly, but I thought, well, I'll, I'll go for this. And so I wrote a little letter and said, well, okay then. Um, but because I wasn't going to ring up the 0900 number and I wasn't going to send a text, that was fatal. So I wrote to the letter for my, for my number. I had to have my award number, that's the second one, um, to put on a form, the award claim form, and fill it in once I've got the number. I haven't heard from it yet. With tongue-in-cheek, you know, I, I, I kind of don't think it's going to happen to you. <laughs> I really don't think it's going to happen. I heard nothing else. Uh, and, um, I mean, okay, sometimes you do get these things and you have to send a donation, don't you, for, uh, for your prize. Well, on an earlier occasion, I have to admit, and I'm a gullible sort of chap, I have to admit I did send a sum of money once to one of these organisations for my fabulous prize... Oh, by the way, I didn't tell you what the prizes were, did I? Um, well, let me tell you that they could... Well, no, I won't bore you with that. But they were, they were incredible. Absolutely incredible. You know, £10,000 cash or car, holiday for two, and all that stuff. And, uh, you know, wonderful prizes. Fantastic. LCD televisions as long as the pulpit and, oh, uh, and you know, and, and so on. Well, yeah. Uh, but anyway... I, yeah, I did do it once. I did send some money for my fabulous... Because I had been shortlisted. It had come down from this bit to that bit to the next bit. And at the end of a huge long chain of what seemed to be endless corresponding and whatnot, my prize arrived. I actually had to pay £6.50 for it. And I thought, well, that's silly. Here it is in my pocket. It's a camera. Let me say, folks, I hope if you've got a camera like this, you can get it to work. I can't. It's... <laughs> It's about as useless as a chocolate teapot. And, you know, it, you can't even see the picture you've taken. You need a, you need a laptop to, to look at it, and, uh, and I, I just can't do it. You know, I'm, I'm not gifted that way. And not only that, you, you, you don't know how many pictures you've taken, neither do you know how many are left. In any case, when I read the blurb, it says you can only take 16. So, really, I kind of don't really think much of that. £6.50, wow, what a con. Absolutely. So you'd have thought I'd have known better, wouldn't you, with this one, to not have sent another letter, but I did. Hey, listen, the letter goes on to say, to avoid your item being passed to someone else, you should call, and that's when we have all the details of the hotlines you call, to make sure I don't miss out 
at somebody else's, or for somebody else's benefit. Do you believe all that? No. All vacuous promises, aren't they, really? The claims, you see, of those organisations which at first, when you start to read them, and before the public got used to the idea that they were a con, a money-raising thingy, the claims of those organisations at first sight appear absolutely so unbelievably attractive, we've got to go for it, got to have it. Well, I don't believe that anymore. But you can, by contrast, just compare that with the claims of the gospel, the claims of the Christian faith, where it's promised that whatever we have from God is free. I was once at a conference, as many years ago now, I think I can remember the story sufficiently well, of this Yorkshire miner. He, he, he went into the pits, and he actually, while he was down there, the, um, the, there was a collapse of coal. And uh, he was buried, uh, and he thought, that's it, time has come. And he was down there for hours, actually, I think it was more than, more than a day he was down there. And he was trapped, separated from anybody else. He just happened to be in that position, and, and, and there he was, all alone, surrounded by heaps of coal and, and, and uh, stale air, no light, and he really thought, that's it. Eventually... A rescue team got to him and he was put into the mine shaft uh, lift and he was lifted to safety to the top. When he got to the top, he just couldn't believe it. And he said to the owner of the pit, oh, I can't thank you enough. What do I owe you? It's free, he said. It's free. And that man thought about that. And he, th- he likened it to his Christian faith. He said, you know, that's just like the Christian faith. It's free. No matter where we are, to whatever depths we've sunk, whatever the problem is that's going on in our lives, Rescue Act is free. And we don't have to ask for it. That man didn't have to ask to be lifted up. The pit owner was concerned for him and he, he lifted him up. Friends, it's like that with the gospel. It's free. And, and how many times do we turn our back on it? Ignore it? Oh, I'll do it someday. And when we might be subjected to some ghastly situation in our life, we need to sometimes remember, we always need to remember that there is a way out. You know, for those who claim the name of Jesus and take him on board in their lives, their prize is an immediate one, an immediate promise of eternity. You know, if you were to pursue this notification bureau thing a bit further, you'd probably end up, um, if you didn't send a letter like I did, stupidly, but if you didn't and if you phoned, you'd probably find that you'd ring up a number and then you'd get some ghastly jangly music at a fantastic volume that drives you nuts goes on forever and all the button pushing and, and waiting and going from this department to the other and, and in the end you, 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 well, you probably give up none of that with the Christian gospel it's immediate immediately we say to Jesus come on please you claim your prize and it's something far more worthwhile than a free holiday 
to Tunisia, where probably you have to pay to go there anyway. It's just a hotel that's free. You don't have to pay for anything with Jesus. And there's a difference. It's the difference. It's incredible. The promise of that is for everybody, isn't it? It's not selective. It's not to say to avoid my item being passed to somebody else, I need to claim my son. No, it's for everybody. It's not a question of I can have it or if I don't, somebody else will. We can all have this freedom in Christ. And that's where the change comes in because how often do we get bogged down in our lives? Something's happened, some tremendously bad thing. Maybe we've, we, we've suffered a, 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 an illness or a some medical condition anyway, or perhaps it's a personal problem of some other sort. Maybe it's a family issue. Perhaps it's bereavement we're coping, trying to cope with, whatever. And, you know, Jesus says, I can, I can put joy back in your heart. I can bring you out of that. It doesn't say, he doesn't say, I will always relieve you from what's going on. But he does say, I can help you with it. It's a big difference there. Big difference. The actual award letter goes on and it says, please claim now. I have attached a personalised claim form. Wow. Well, that's about the only bit of the letter that sounds anything like realistic to me, because if you get to that point, you've got the proper number, and you can put it in there, and you can claim your award by completing that document. That's perhaps getting a bit near it. But, you know, isn't that exactly what happened in that story that Helen read to us earlier on, of that man who had been laying by that pool in Bethesda, Bethsaida, as some interpretations put it, for, we don't know how long, actually. He was 38 years old. We don't know how long he'd been there. He could have been there for all his life, but we don't know that. But we do know this. He'd been afflicted for 38 years. And here he is by the side of the pool waiting to go in. But of course the problem was he needed someone to help him. Why? Because he couldn't get in on his own. And you see, Jesus gave him a personal invitation. He said, look here, um, uh, what's the problem? Get up. Get up. What, me? I know a man who, some of you will know, uh, that I was in customs and excise for my career and I ended up as a welfare officer and I had to do with lots of things in the end uh, in that role with uh, efficiency and health problems and in the workplace and the like. And it was one of my responsibilities to facilitate people who needed to be retired on medical grounds because they had become unwell and couldn't any longer do the job. And I've got a, fr- a friend, I see him even now regularly, at least once, perhaps twice a year, um, and he had been so depressed that he couldn't do his job. And it led to other things as well. That, that's a problem, isn't it? We get, we get one thing leads to another. And sometimes depression will lead to other conditions. This man had been retired on health grounds because he was no longer able to do the job which he was paid for. And so the process went through and he had this medical retirement. In those days, it's not the same now, but in those days he could claim what was called incapacity benefit. Now, that's different to what the incapacity benefit is today, but he could claim that, and it was a tax-free thing. It was related to what his earnings were, and so he was very well off, thank you. And he quite enjoyed that, and that went on. Now, he was unwell, but it did take the financial burden off him. That was the point of it. 
But you see, there came a point in his life when he had recovered. He no longer had the pressures of the workplace. You may not think this, but sometimes civil servants do get pressures in their jobs. But he no longer had that, and he recovered. And it's interesting because he, he said to me one day, do you know, David, he said, I, I suddenly realised it was the claiming the incapacity benefit that was holding me back from full recovery. So he spoke to his doctor, and his doctor said, yeah, okay, in that case, his name is David as well, this other guy. He spoke to his doctor, and, and his doctor said, well, look, David, in that case, I won't sign you off anymore. And so he didn't. And from that point onwards, you might say this chap took a big risk, but he no longer claimed benefit. And he said to me, do you know, suddenly I felt better. (laughs) How about that? And I ask the question that sometimes we get locked into a situation and Jesus says here to this man, do you want to be healed? Do you want to be here? Do you want to be different? Do you want to stay as you are now or do you want to change? That's what he's saying here. And although this is a particular story about a man who had been ill for all that time, it applies to very many other areas of our lives as well. It doesn't just happen to be because we're lame or paralysed. It it, it can apply to us in a variety of other things too. Long-standing need is what Jesus is talking about here. 38 years this man had been unwell. If that's not long-standing, I don't know what is. And, And he had this need. And in that story, Jesus is saying, look, That same long-term need that you might have, I can deal with. Get up. Walk. That's the story. That's what it's really getting at, as much as it is this individual's healing. And of course he did get up and he walked. We don't want to go through that part of the story this morning because there's... um, uh, there's too much in the first part, I think, to, to focus on. And sometimes we can get bogged down, can't we, with too many odd things. You know, it's, it, it's surprising. This letter, I don't know who wrote it, actually. The, the, my notification of my, my award, the final reminder. Because it actually also says, if you've already recently claimed, then please disregard this letter. So, you know, theologically... You don't have to stop once you've said, I love you, Lord. You don't have to say, well, I've done it once. I never have to do it again. You don't ever have to say to yourself, oh, well, I've asked God to forgive me uh, before. I don't have to do it again. It's an ongoing process because we continue to make mistakes and we continue to need his presence and his, and his, his working in our lives. We need to keep going back, don't we, to Jesus to help us. We're human. We're human. We get it wrong. We mess it up. And we can't afford to disregard his word just because we once obeyed it years ago. Jesus invites us to renew our trust in him. So let let me just finish briefly by saying that that letter uh, I had, of course, I don't believe it, actually. I'm sorry if there's anyone here that works for the company and uh, and don't, don't call me afterwards. Let me get home first. I don't believe it. But I tell you what, I do believe that. I do believe that. That's the difference. The prize, not some rubbishy old camera that doesn't work. The prize is the promise of 
God's presence in our lives, working in us and helping us work through the difficulties that we have, changing us. The amazing trick, sorry about the pun on the amazing trick, but, you know, sometimes we do need to be changed. We need to be moved on. We need to have to want to do that. It doesn't always happen automatically. We need to want to do that. And that's what we're really getting at here. The the final part of my letter actually says, Mr. Wilson, if you are Mr. Wilson, that is, I'm right with the right person, claim your gift now. Well, God knows us each by name. And this, this promise is for each one of us, not just one, whoever you are. Free forgiveness, a life assured of God's presence and help, as I said, doesn't actually mean we're going to be released from the problems we have, but we can be helped through them. That's where it leaves us, you know. And it's a gospel message that isn't too good to be true. It's a gospel message that is simply too true not to be missed. So, where does that leave us? Where does that leave me? Where does it leave you? How can you refuse an invitation like that? <clears throat> Often, you know, our, our lives are, are tainted because of things that have happened a long time ago. They're things that we no longer uh, can do anything about. They're, happen- they're historic. And there are things that we regretted and there are things that we wished would have been different, but they've gone. But you see, unfortunately, um, we can hang on to them. And we won't let them go. We don't seem somehow to, 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 to want to change from looking back at them and always referring to them in a negative way. Instead of, I invite you this morning to, to, to think about what Jesus said to that man who, that servant who would not forgive the debt that a servant of his owed when he himself had been forgiven much. See, what happens often is that we harbour things, don't we? We harbour feelings and, uh, of, of, of being badly done by or hurt. And they can influence our lives. Things, bad experiences which come our way and they, they, they kind of eat us up. But Jesus says, look, move on from that. You can't stay there. Because as long as you stay there, you'll be embittered by that. You'll be affected by that. And as I said earlier on about my friend David, who, who had this depression, and then eventually it led to other um, medical breakdown and illness, it can happen in a Christian sense. It can happen in, in, the, in a way that we become trapped in our approach, our attitude. And we become perhaps unforgiving. The news is, of course, that for the Christian, forgiveness is not an option. You can think what you like about the promises of £25,000 cash prize, holiday trips, uh, digital TVs, laptop computers, and all the rest of it. The claim is probably not going to result in a prize. But the claim that the Lord Jesus promises us will come true is to claim him for ourselves. And to put our trust in him, maybe again, maybe for the first time, who knows. But just let him take hold of us and, and, and just enfold us in his love and in his care. Just surround us 
and give us that peace and that feeling of knowing that we can rely on God. We can rely on him to help through.